Welcome to the C Word Podcast. I'm your host, Beck Hughes. This is where creative meets business. Here we explore what it takes to harness your creative gifts and turn them into a thriving business. You can have a brand and business that allow you to create work that feels amazing to call yours, have clients you love serving, and live a life that feels like the only place you want to be. Hey there, how are you? Are you having a good week? It feels like spring here in Queensland, which always makes life in general feel a bit brighter, I think. Although I'm probably calling it a bit early, actually. It's August, which is technically winter, but things are feeling very warm. But we're not here to talk about the weather. On today's episode of the C Word podcast, I'm talking about the S word. Don't worry, I'm not getting sweary, though. It's not that S word. What I'm talking about is strategy. And this is something specifically brand strategy that's quite close to my business heart. I've spent the majority of my career as a brand strategist in creative consultancies, and it has been a big part of my own business for the past seven years too. I also believe that it can be a real game changer for creatives in business. So today I want to tackle some of what I think is the snobbery that exists around the word strategy and talk about what I think strategy actually is. And it's far less complicated than the academics would have you believe. I'll also pick apart how brilliant it is for your business and the positive influences it can have on you, your client, your creativity and your cash. Plus, we'll chat a bit about how you can make strategy an integral part of what you do. I enjoyed this chinwag with myself and I hope you do too. So I want to kick off today's podcast with a little story about an experience I had in a corporate creative agency. So a bit of background, I my first job was actually in a packaging design agency And then when I left that job, I went into more of a generalist brand consultancy, more of a strategic agency. And quite quickly, I was taken under the wing, if you like, of the strategy director there. And so I moved in my role over a period of a few months into what became more of a brand strategy role. And I worked with him and he coached and mentored me in that particular field, which I loved. And I realized that that was where I wanted to be. Working in the creative industry, in design, but with a strategic focus, particularly around brand. And when I came to Australia, my first job here was with a big global brand consultancy. And I remember I was, I'd only been there for a few days, maybe a week, And they had a strategy department and they had a design department and they had client service, all of the different disciplines that you would expect in a big agency. One of the things that we did for clients in that agency was strategy workshops. We'd get big groups of people in from various organizations and work through developing their strategy for them. And that agency had a process for doing that. And so... In order to immerse myself in that part of the business, to learn, that was the field I was in. I wanted to get to know more about their approach. 
I asked my boss at the time, my manager, if I could sit in on one of those big strategy workshops. One of the other consultants was going to be running it. And I asked if I could just sit in and observe for for that afternoon. And you know what? The answer came back to me from that particular consultant through my manager that no, no, I couldn't sit in on that meeting. And I forget even the reason for it. It was something to do with he wanted to be able to focus on the client and the meeting and didn't want to have to worry about me and my involvement, which was ridiculous, to be quite honest. And so I came away from that with this feeling that the high-end strategy, the really heavy strategy, wasn't for me. It didn't, it wasn't in my pay grade. And that had never been the case before. I'd worked in boutique agencies, had led strategic projects, and I did moving forward in that particular business and in other agencies that I worked with in the future. But in that moment, there was this real message that strategy is only for the senior people here, the big brains. You can be the doer and I will be the strategic thinker. And I think that particular story, that circumstance, goes some way to explaining why some people, creatives, often feel reluctant to position themselves as strategic. And that's the first question I wanted to tackle today was, Why do some people seem to be intimidated by this idea of strategy? Why are they reluctant to call themselves strategic? To, oh my gosh, shock horror, even charge for strategy in their business? Because it is a missed opportunity when you don't. But I think the reason why perhaps we shy away from that is that strategy has this sense of elitism around it. It is just for the senior, high pay grade, dare I say pompous people, and it has become a bit over-intellectualized, that it's exclusive, it's only for a certain group of people. And I think that goes some way to explaining why perhaps Others do feel like, oh, I'm not strategic. I hear that a lot. I'm not creative and I'm not strategic. And I'm not just making that up. I actually asked a question in my stories on Instagram a little while ago about whether people saw themselves as a creative producer, like a doer essentially, or as a creative consultant, as being strategic. And whilst I wasn't shocked by the response, I was a little bit surprised that the vast majority of those that responded, and a lot of those are designers and creatives because that's the community that I have around me, a lot of those people felt uncomfortable about describing themselves as strategic. I don't see myself as strategic, was what one person said. Or I wouldn't feel comfortable charging for strategy. So there's this idea that they don't have permission to put a price on their strategic thinking. They saw it as something separate to them outside of what they do. I do design, I produce stuff, and then there's strategy over here, which is for someone else. And I was really interested by that idea, because like I said, I do see strategy as 
an opportunity in business. And sometimes I think maybe we should change that word because that word has now become seeped in this elitism and this over intellectualization. Wow, that was a big word. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised I got that out without an error. For me, coming from that strategic background, and then when I did start my own business, and that was very much focused on the design and the creative, and I really just felt like, who was going to want to buy strategy from me? I wasn't a big agency. I shouldn't be talking in strategic terms. However, when I let go of some of that and brought some of my strategic knowledge to the fore, it made a huge difference difference to me in my business it was a real turning point and I'll talk about why that was perhaps a little bit later on so I suppose in challenging that idea that strategy rather than being for a certain super clever elite special group of people but actually that everybody does strategy the first thing I thought would be interesting to do would be to have a look at what strategy actually means like what actually is it what does it involve Do you need a special badge or a certain IQ score or a set of certificates hanging on the wall of your office to be strategic? So the first thing I did with that was I went and Googled strategy because I was interested in the dictionary definition of it. I thought perhaps I'd start there. And Google said, strategy is a complex and deeply insightful point of view developed by someone of genius level intellect which should not be challenged or changed by mere mortals (laughs) sorry I couldn't get through that without laughing because of course that's not what it said at all I'm just being a bit of a smarty pants but I do think that's the perception of strategy that it is somehow this far removed, unreachable, put it on a pedestal, put it in a glass cabinet, and only certain people have got the key. What it actually said was that strategy is a plan of action designed to achieve a long-term or overall aim. Now, that's far less complicated and fluffy and elitist, right? So it's an action to achieve an aim. So it's really quite simple, actually. For me, the way I often think about and talk about strategy is it's just problem solving. And everybody problem solves in one way or another, regardless of the type of creative business you have, whether you are a web designer, a brand designer, a brand-led copywriter, anyone in a brand-led business is problem solving every day for their clients, i.e. they're being strategic, all the time. Okay, they might not be sitting down and writing 40-page strategy documents. I actually don't think anybody should be doing that. But they are problem-solving. And ultimately, that's what strategy is. We are coming up with a plan of action to achieve an overall aim that our client has. So when you boil it down, in every brief, let's say, every client need, there's an end game. And then there's a process of developing a strategy that addresses the question of how to get there. And, but the key point really is being clear on that end game. What problem are you actually solving? Because I think very often there's a lot of assumption around what the problem is. So we jump to the solution before we've really worked out what the real end game is. For example, your website isn't doing what you want it to do, let's say, or your client's website isn't. So the assumption is the client may come to you and say, I need a new website. 
So then you start problem solving around what that website should look like. How are we going to change it? What platform are we going to rebuild it on? You start with your client's assumed end game and immediately start problem solving. However, to use that example, the end game is probably a bit deeper than that. So your website isn't doing what you want it to do, but why isn't it doing that? Maybe it's not getting the traffic and the conversions that you want. When you look at it in those terms, when you actually dig a bit deeper, question the assumptions that have been made about the end game, then it makes you look at the problem a little bit differently. So the end game isn't a new website. The end game is more traffic and conversions. And that could be SEO, branding, improved navigation, more effective calls to action, better ways to capture your audience and convert them on your website, better content. That inspires a whole different approach to problem solving and then a different approach to the strategy. So to come back to that question, what is strategy? Ultimately, it's problem solving, but it's also being really clear on the problem that is being solved not jumping to conclusions, not making assumptions. And that's where your work as a creative in business becomes really powerful. When you question the assumptions, when you question what your client thinks they want or need or what the problem is, and you work through redefining that problem so that you come up with a better plan of action to get to the solution, a more efficient and effective one, that's being strategic. So I'd encourage you to think about the way that you work and in what ways you are being strategic for your clients. In what ways are you helping them identify the end game and the challenge and the problem and then working through the right solution before you even start implementing? That's being strategic. Now, I said at the beginning or earlier on that I thought that we should change the word strategy. And when I talk about strategy with my clients... I talk about purple matter. And for me, purple matter is using creative methods to solve a problem. As distinct from grey matter. Now, grey matter is that dry, boring, we're going to lock ourselves in a room, do 100 years of research, and then come up with a 2,000-page report. But creative problem solving, what we do as designers and copywriters and web developers, is all around creativity and how we solve problems using our creative approach and our creative thinking. So maybe if we do away with the word strategy and we start to think of it as your purple matter, your creative brain and how you apply that to your clients' problems. So I think there's two key things here. Strategy isn't just for a certain group of people. It's not just for a certain job description, a certain pay grade. It might have been gathered up by those people and made to feel inaccessible to others but it's simply not the case because when you think about what strategy really is when you think about it in terms of purple matter your creative brain solving problems then you realize that it's for everybody and everybody's doing it in one way or another so that's the first thing I really want to drive home here I guess is Don't be intimidated by strategy. Don't think it's not for you. Because I promise you, you are doing it every single day in one way or another. So that's the first step. Recognize what strategy really is and embrace it as something that you do. So then I wanted to talk about if strategy is for everyone and everyone is doing it, why does that even matter? 
Why is that an important point to make when it comes to your design, your creative business? Well, strategy is awesome for your business. Like I said, I mentioned, when I turned the corner and saw that all of that work that I'd done for 15 years in corporate, all of those things that I'd learned, all that experience that that I'd gathered was so relevant to me in my solopreneur design agency. There was so much value that I could offer to my clients and bring back on myself. It made a huge difference. It made a massive difference. I would say it was a turning point for me in many ways. The first thing is it's a revenue stream. Very often I was doing it, if you like. I was providing strategic thinking and solutions to my clients, but not charging for it. I was just sort of bundling it up with the other stuff that I did. But when I recognized it as a revenue stream, as something I could and should be charging for, of course, that was an instant uplift in my profit. Because I was doing the same amount of work, I was having the same clients doing the same kinds of projects, but I was charging for a piece of work that I'd always done, but I hadn't charged for in the past. So strategy is a revenue stream. The other thing about strategy is it can have a huge impact on how you position yourself and how you are perceived in the market by your clients, by others who might refer you, by your network. Because when you have strategic conversations, that changes the kind of relationship that you have with your client. It creates a more consultative relationship. It means that they value your opinion more potentially, that they rely on your input, that they will be guided by you more. And then it means that you can charge a premium price for what you do. So in repositioning yourself as being more strategic, you're also positioning yourself as more high value as having a premium price. It also sets you apart. So when there's a market full of designers all doing great work, doing similar things to you, but you talk about your strategic approach and how that impacts your clients' outcomes, how that gets great results, your unique way of working, that helps you to stand out, which is an absolute win. There is something that sets you apart from everybody else. The other thing about recognizing the strategic, the purple matter in how you work is it's rewarding. And it's rewarding for a couple of reasons. When strategy becomes a revenue stream, obviously you are rewarded financially. You've got more income. It's rewarding because you attract perhaps clients that you really want to work with. Maybe a higher value client that that also really values what you do. They really want to work with you. And that's more satisfying because you're working with people who value what you do, want to pay you accordingly, and it's the kind of people you want to work with. So overall, of course, that's a much nicer, happier experience for everyone involved. And that means it's rewarding for you in terms of work satisfaction, essentially. You're proud of the work you put out because you know it's got a real purpose to it. It was designed with intention that you know why you did it, the rationale behind it. So you feel really good about your work. So bringing a strategic component into the way that you talk about what you do and your services can have a really significant impact in your income, on the types of clients that you work with, on your personal satisfaction, and on the quality of your creative work, which I think are all good things. And they're all things that as designers we want. So we've established that it is for you, that it's not 
an exclusive thing that only some people can do and how you can think about what parts of your business or what you do is strategic. So your problem solving skills and the impact that has on your business. So I suppose for me, the next question would be, how do you go about building that into your business? How do you make strategy, purple matter, a part of your offer? Well, the first thing is you make it a stage, you make it a part of your methodology. So when you talk about, let's say your design service, where you say, well, I start by putting out a questionnaire and writing the brief, and then we sketch some concepts, and then I work up some of those as visuals, and I share those concepts with you, and then we pick one and we go through a development phase. So that's the steps of your methodology, where you add your strategic step into that. There is a process you go through, whether that be research or categorizing things or looking at other case studies, thinking about the positioning of your client. There is a process you go through, whether consciously or subconsciously. And if it is subconsciously, you need to pull that out, draw that out and document it before you get into any pen to paper work. So that's the first way that you introduce that into your business. And that is when you talk about your process on your website, in your content and your messaging through socials, when you write proposals, it's a step. When you onboard your clients, you talk about that as a step. So you make it part of every aspect of how you talk about your offer and your service. The second thing is you make it a non-negotiable. When I first started to bring strategy to the fore in my business to make it part of my methodology and to shine a light on it essentially I would have prospective clients try to lop that particular piece off because essentially they wanted to cut corners they wanted to have the tangible bit they wanted the design and they didn't see the value in the strategy now that's a separate conversation about attracting the right people and over time as I made strategy something I talked about more and more, I attracted the right people to my business, people who valued it and they wanted that from me. But in that transition period, there were definitely people, and sometimes there still are, potential clients who go, well, I'll do the strategy bit. I can go and do the research and I'll put together, let me know what you need and I'll put that together and then I'll send that to you and then you can do the design bit. And it's just a flat out no from me. The strategic component of what I do has become something I don't compromise on because it's part of my identity as a creative. It's part of my UCP, my unique creative persona. It's how I know I create the results that I create for my clients. And it's something I really put value on. So if I compromise on that, I undermine everything I talk about as being important in the brand process. So for me, it's a non-negotiable. The third thing when it comes to building strategy into your business is you talk about it. Don't make it a secret. Don't just throw it in at the very end when a client signed up. Oh, by the way, there'll be a strategic stage to your project. Talk about it at every given opportunity. Talk about it in your content. Talk about it on your website. Make it a key part of a discovery call. Bring it to the fore and own it and have the conviction to talk about yourself in that way. And that sort of leads on to a fourth 
component of building it into your business, which is how you see yourself. And I talk about this quite a bit, the consultant mindset. I experienced a shift early on in my career, and that was because of a particular mentor, a particular person that I worked with. And I remember him talking to me one day, we were going to do a big presentation to a big company. And it was one of the first ones that I was going to lead. I was going to present the work. And he talked to me on the way there about what it was to be a consultant and what that meant in how I would present that work. Being really clear on the rationale that we were presenting and the why, having the conviction and the belief in what we were saying. So not going in with a, this is what we think, what do you think attitude, going in with a, this is what you need to do attitude. And from that conviction, being strong with the recommendations that we wanted to put forward and really stepping into that consultant mindset made a huge difference in how I felt clients perceived me in the strength of the message that we put forward. And that really started a process for me. But I also then see in clients, my clients, my creative clients, my design clients, that very often they see themselves as that creative producer. So they're a doer. And what that means is they're there to receive the brief, receive the information from the client, to act on that information, to then receive the feedback and to act on that feedback and really to work through a process that is driven by the client and that they are responding to. And they're just actioning what the client tells them to do. But shifting from that into a creative consultant mindset where you are co-creating the brief with the client, you are challenging feedback, challenging what the client wants to do, making sure that it is the right direction, making strong recommendations to the client, that's quite a shift. And that's a re- if you're going to be more strategic in your business, if you want to leverage strategy as a revenue stream and use that to reposition yourself, feel the satisfaction and the rewards that come from that, use it as a point of difference for you, then it's really important to make that mindset shift and see yourself and behave differently in your business, particularly in how you deal with and manage your client. And the final thing, attach a value to your strategy. Put a price on it. Put a price on your thinking. Make sure it's really clear to your client that they are paying for a strategic piece of work. And I think very often we get a little bit caught out here because you might be asked, oh, what's the output from this? The client will say, well, okay, there's a strategic stage. What do I get at the end of it? And suddenly you're sort of caught off guard and you think, oh, there should be a physical output from this. I should give them something. And you start to second guess yourself. But a strategic output can be a one-page report. It can be that plan of action documented. So if strategy is about the actions that you're going to take to achieve a goal, it can be the definition of what that end game is and how you're going to get there. Don't feel that it has to be a physical design output to have value. It could quite simply be a workshop and a meeting with the client that it's recorded and shared with them. That you've gone through, you've taken them through a process of discovery, a deep dive to come to some conclusions and some outcomes with them. So be ready for that question. What do I get at the end of this? What they get is strategic clarity. Clarity on the end game and clarity on the steps and the actions that will happen 
to get them to that outcome. So do it. Think about strategy and how you can make that part of your design or your creative business. Because I promise you, there is so much value in it. So to recap, because I love a recap, the first point is strategy is not an exclusive club that you are not a member of. And it's important to shift away from that kind of thinking. The second thing is we all do strategy. We all apply our purple matter, our creative strategic thinking in one way or another when we work with clients. And your job is to give yourself some space to think about what that means for you. What is it that you do in your business to problem solve for your clients? The third thing is there is so much value in it. When you embrace strategy as a component of what you do as a designer and as a creative, there is more revenue, more profit to be had. There's an elevated perception, positioning of you in the mind of your client and then also who you attract and who you get referred to you which means premium pricing. When someone's comparing you against three or four other designers, that could be the thing that sets you apart, that makes you the obvious choice because of the extra value that you add. And it's rewarding. You feel more aligned, more confident in, more intentional about your creative product. So I'd love to know what you think about today's episode, whether you are one of those people that I heard from that doesn't see yourself as strategic, whether you've had an experience like mine where you've been put back in your box and told not to dig around in the strategy too much, that's not your role. Or if you are very strategic in your business and how you do that, I'd love to know because this is something that for me is a really important part of my business, my identity and what I've done for the last 20 odd years in my career. So I love to hear from others and hear about how you feel about strategy, how you think in your business and whether it is part of what you do for your clients. So have an awesome day. Enjoy the rest of your week. And I really look forward to chatting to you again soon. Thank you so much for joining me, Beck Hughes, on the C Word podcast. If you like what you heard, subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends and business buddies who might like to listen in too. The music for this podcast is by Red Productions on Pixabay.